Greetings, podcast listeners. Welcome back. This is your host, Indra, with Aikido Talks. Today is a special edition, as in the U.S. of A., we are celebrating a federal holiday called Juneteenth. And I will connect the dots of Aikido and love and struggle in this. You know, it's a humanitarian effort. So as I am African-American, I am also a lover of, of Aikido and Japanese art, but I'm also a love of humanity, of all of us, as you can tell, based on this podcast. And it's important to talk about this because it is about heritage of mine and, uh, and being here in the U.S. Um, for all of all of my friends, my podcast listeners from around the world who are listening, it's nice to hear a little bit of something um, of this. And then I'm going to tie it in for you. So I'm going to read a paragraph of the what Juneteenth is uh, according to Wikipedia, the source here. There are many, 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 many sources here to learn more about what's been happening, but it relates to everyone, not just to African-Americans. And here we go. President Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation on January 1st, 1863, freeing the enslaved people in Texas and all the rebellious parts of Southern secessionist states of the Confederacy. Enforcement of the proclamation generally relied upon the advance of Union troops, Texas, as the most remote state of the former Confederacy, had seen an expansion of slavery and had a low presence of Union troops as the American Civil War ended. Thus, enforcement there had been slow and inconsistent prior to Granger's announcement. Although the Emancipation Proclamation declared an end to slavery in the Confederate states, it did not end slavery in states that remained in the Union. For a short while after the fall of the Confederacy, slavery remained legal in two of the Union border states, Delaware and Kentucky. Those enslaved people were freed with the ratification of the 13th Amendment to the Constitution, which abolished chattel slavery nationwide on December 6, 1865. The last enslaved people present in the continental United States were freed when those held by the Choctaw, who had sided with the Confederacy, were released in 1866. So in a nutshell, what had happened was it was announced, but then the remaining of enslaved Africans who were here in the States did not know for the reasons, some of the reasons that you've seen here. But there was also the greed element of, you know, wanting to keep people enslaved to free labor. Okay. And so two years later, because uh, they were told by the Union troops, that's when uh, the enslaved Africans did not know that they were actually free instead of being held captive. Now, the term chattel slavery, I know that some of us, uh, when you hear about slavery, um, 
let's just do a little recap. You know, overseas, um, you know, uh, centuries ago in back in history, you know, there was, uh, you know, people who would be enslaved, but then they were able to roam as human beings and, and buy themselves out of that capture and live their own lives, like buy land, get, you know, buy themselves out, you know, maybe work up to it and then get out of it. Or um, if there was indentured servitude, chattel slavery is very different. And there's a very big distinction, which is what has been happening here in the U.S. of A. Um, And the description here is this, uh, according to Wikipedia. um, As a social institution, chattel slavery classes slaves or enslaved people as chattels, C-H-A-T-T-E-L-S, personal property owned by the enslaver, like livestock. They can be bought and sold at will as objects. So that is what chattel slavery is. So whenever, my dear friends, you hear that in the U.S. of A., that is the type of enslavement we are talking about here. And that's why it's so very important, because the people who were captive were held against their will. And they were were treated as property. So there's so many different things we could talk about here. And I invite you to all read up all the details to understand the differences um, and why you need to know because information is power for every one of us, no matter what uh, was it color, shade, creed, who we are, because as human beings, we must do better. And, you know, it ties into Aikido. How? How does it tie in? Easily, because O Sensei said, you know, he de- he developed Aikido. He was getting the information from the universe that uh, we are not here as human beings to hurt or kill each other in any way, shape, or form. We all have a duty to polish ourselves and our spirit and to become higher than we are, and it does not include. Um, condemning any of us or pushing anyone else down because it actually is a reflection of ourselves when we are on the mat it's the great equalizer is it not because you train you do a technique four times and then you switch with the other person four times what you give out you can get back and I'll give you a good example Way back in the beginning of my Aikido training, I remember in my first year, you know, I was excited and I wanted to be a part of the beauty and the wonder and the power of Aikido. On the mat, there was one woman who was very good in Aikido and I admired her. She was very fit as well. And so I took whatever you know, she was giving me because, you know, the the words coming out of her mouth were very instructional. This is how you do this, do that, do the other thing. And I said, great. And being athletic myself, I rolled with the punches, you know, within reason, you know, the difference between. And rapidly, because of my love, and it's funny how the word love keeps coming up, the passion, love, love what you do, the process, loving the process. I loved Aikido so much that I was getting stronger and stronger. I I actually had seen this with someone else years later. 
Um, and that's a different story for another time. But I loved it so much that I was getting stronger and more accurate and detailed in everything that I did in Aikido. To the point where uh, after a certain time, maybe I don't remember how many months, but after a few months of dedicated, consistent practice, that this individual stopped training with me. She refused to train with me. And I couldn't figure out why. But then I realized, you know, after I moved on and, you know, being in the the headquarters of New York City of of the US of A, USAF, it dawned on me, I said, huh, this particular person, and I'm not going to say the name, I'm not going to give this person any any glory. Um, There is none to be had, actually. But uh, the wisdom is the glory where I learned that this person did no longer want to train because the intent was to decimate me on the mat, was to, to sort of make me not want to come back, I suppose, you know, even though it just didn't seem that way at the, at the time. Um, but I found it very interesting. You know, the more you give, the hate you give, there's a book that's out and it turned into a movie. Um, the hate she gave turned into my power. Isn't that powerful? And this is what Aikido does. But I was able to give it back to her because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. Ooh. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, I'm doing it right because I'm doing it exactly the way she gave it to me. And I think she realized, you know, maybe, maybe not consciously, but probably subconsciously that the more she would give me that the worse it would be for her in the end because I would just turn it over and say, okay, here you go, pow. <laughs> so that was a, an awakening for me in my Aikido journey, in my practice, that this is how life can be um, if you remain positive <laughs> because you, you blossom like a, a beautiful flower and can continue to grow your branches like a tree and and persevere for many, many years um, instead of getting weaker and decrepit and and twisted and gnarly, right? And maybe even cancerous. We don't want to get to cancerous, right? Um, but yes, I decided that just this is the special edition of Juneteenth and how it relates and so now this is why today is a day of celebration of freedom um, that was not a federal holiday, but it, it began with last year uh, going on the books and signed by our president. And um, we are here today to celebrate and to learn about these lessons. And therefore, we need to know everyone's stories. And it's nice if it's told by the originators of things, because then we know the true details Um, so with that, my dear podcast listeners, uh, more power to you, more power to us and Aikido as we are all attached to it, whether we are practitioners or not, uh, we are all warriors. Oh, and by the way, I just wanted to add this part to it that, um, by no means were enslaved Africans, um, weak or wimpy. Um, you had to think really carefully about why things were happening. Um, it's only a nightmare to be had. 
for hundreds of years, and things were done intentional to to keep enslavement happening. But there were lots of wars. You know, um, the ancestors were my ancestors were taken from the continent, and you know there was many ways stolen. There were wars going over there, and the many what we what we call now countries because at one time there were no borders. Um, but there were tribes and kingdoms. And during the transatlantic, um, there were empires there. Uh, the Songhai Empire is one of them. And um, we were fighting. We were always fighting. And, you know, because as we would fight, because you're defending, but you're not going to stand by and let anything happen. So it had to be quite diabolical to use and it's power how it's powerful how greed can be to to meet a purpose and so um, it's not something to compare to our training but it's something to talk about the persistence of things and that anything can conquer one or the other however if love can conquer all how powerful we all can be if we practice that and then we could see the true things that will keep us growing because this life that we have is very short. And what happens to us after we finish with this vessel of a body and we move on? We don't want to regret having to repeat certain things or not taking the time to learn things so that we don't have to repeat and suffer in another lifetime, for goodness sakes. Um, but yes, I wanted to make that a point and there were also Africans who were here for hundreds of years before this episode of history. This is a very small portion in the grand history of my ancestors um, who were warriors of all types and stripes, whether it be by the pen, by science, by the blade, um, you know, um, spirit. And I know you have a lot in your heritage as well of, of power within our, in your family as well as mine. Um, and I think this is something to honor of all of us, to honor within ourselves the power we have ourselves to work towards the better good because good is very powerful. Um, and that's why we talk about Aikido today because the symbol of what Aikido represents is, is far-reaching and it is atmospheric and it is galactic. So that, my dear friends, I will close this episode of special edition, the Juneteenth edition. And, you know, take, take, a, take a gander and check out the history and you can start reading. It's quite interesting because the layers are being pulled of the truth of things. Um, but the truth shall set us all free. Peace and blessings. Until next time.